Dime lo que, dime lo que tú quieres de mi coqueta. Sé lo que te gusta es salir y te suelta. Cuando baila reggaeton pa' mí, que muñeca. Me gusta salir y se And today I'm with the co-host, John. What's up, guys? I took a vacation. I'm back. Don't worry. It's funny because he, earlier he told me right now, he's like, you're sounding a little sick, and I am. I don't even know why. But I think it's yesterday because I went to like a little, uh, yeah, we had like a little bonfire and probably all the smoke that was hitting my... Deeper voice day. So. Deeper vo- mm-hmm. voice day. But anyways, this episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Uh, it's a subscri- subscription-based box that, you know, they send you razors. You can order like facial care, hair care, skin care, yeah. all so- sorts of care. Uh, the One Wipe Charlie's. And the cool thing about it is like it's a subscri- subscription-based box. So you can put whatever you want in it. They'll send it to you monthly. And the more stuff you put into it, the bigger discount you get. So yeah. uh, it's always nice because sometimes you forget to like add something, uh, razors and things like that. So go and check them out. The link is going to be down below. And also, they're they're out. They're out there in the wild now. Uh, the Chunky Chicanos. John has gotten some really cool ones. So, uh, yeah, I got So they're off of a minting base. So we don't know when you go ahead and try to buy them. There you buy them off the website. And it mints them. So you have no clue what you're going to get. And then from there, it takes them to OpenSea. Mm-hmm. You can see the collection of how many have been minted. Um, and yeah, I think I think I have. So there's like on the website and on Instagram, you can see after you mint them, uh, there's like, what would you call them? Like a cheat sheet that shows you everything, uh, how rare each piece of the... Yeah, almost like a guide. Like a guide, yeah. And uh, the rarity on that. And uh, I have two. Yeah, and it's all random. So don't think that people are picking and choosing. It's all you hit mint. And whatever you get is whatever yeah. you get. We have no control over that. Yeah, so it, which is cool. Yeah. Because uh, either uh, me, I've, for some <laughs> reason, I've gotten they're all bald. Like, I, I think I'm the one that has the most hair out of all of us. And all my chunky chicanos ha- are, are bald. bald. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, go check them out. The link is going to be down below. And then, uh, I mean, we started this podcast. We're waiting on uh, Brandon from Element uh, Covers, right? That's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, we did a podcast with him. When was it? Last year? Uh, it was sometime last, last year. year. And he's grown a lot. So we yeah. wanted to, you know, just like chop it up with him and see where he's at now. Uh, but we're waiting for him to show up. But I thought in the meantime, uh, John and I could talk a little bit yeah. about what's going on. Uh, first of all, if you guys haven't voted for us, I always link the vote. Uh, we got nominated for best podcast in Southeast Idaho. Uh, once again, round two. Uh, <laughs> and so if you guys have a chance, go and vote. The, the voting ends the 22nd. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you vote, you can vote every day too. Some people didn't realize you you can vote every day. And we would appreciate you guys' vote just because, uh, you know, we work hard at, at doing stuff like this. And we just, you know, it'd be cool to win. Yeah. If not, there's always next year. If not, you know, uh, hopefully uh, Kayla from uh, True Crime Exposed wins. You know, yeah. they have some. Four? Four uh, other pod- In total, four podcasts that are running for, mm-hmm. on the finals at least, that went through. And yeah, Kayla, I think, is. Our biggest competitor at the same. Yeah, like I was telling John, like if we don't win, you know, it'd, it'd be yeah. cool for them to win, you know, just because we know them and they uh, they're, they're super. Yeah, yeah, she's super cool, uh, super outgoing, and then she has like two podcasts going right yeah. now. So, which is I don't know how she's doing it, but yeah, because one is hard enough. Yeah. So, and then she has two. So, anyways, you know, go check those out, and then hopefully here in the next month, two months, uh, you guys get to see like a more permanent backdrops oh, more yeah. permanent like studio setup just because we are almost done in this studio 
we got like a couple months, uh, all of June, but in June, I'm going to start moving all the stuff from this studio into the other one. Yeah. Uh, just to, cause I'm not going to have this one anymore. We haven't told, have uh, we've said it before, right? The kind of setup we have, like there's nothing behind us, huh? I don't know if we mentioned yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's funny cause uh, we're like, all this that you see behind <laughs> us is all that's left. Basically all that's left in here. Yeah. Like we just have like a bunch of boxes and cases and mm-hmm. on the floor. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it. And then whatever you see on the guest side is it's all that's there is nothing crazy or, yeah. or wild about that. And then, um, you are having a, what did you call it? Open house to launch the new studio. Yeah. It's more of like a get together. Keep, yeah. People keep asking me if I'm going to do anything and you can't really do a grand opening with, uh, like a studio, Dude, you get a ribboning. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you can't really do a grand opening, but yeah. So I was like, Oh, let's just do like a little get together. People can come check out the yeah. studio. Uh, and then some, uh, like I, I bought one of those 360 photo booths mm-hmm. and it should be here before then. That way I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, it's here by that here and set up and ready to go yeah. by that day. That way, that day we can use it. Cause, uh, it. yeah. So that's something that, you know, we can talk about right now is, is, is getting into different type of investments. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because there's plenty of ways to be, make some passive income. And this is one way that I wanted to make some more passive income because I ended up buying this one and I ended up buying another one too, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, a little bit different. And then John is building one. I don't know how long that one's. Hopefully by then I'll be ready to run too. In June? The, the goal was the goal was to have it by June. By June. Um, yeah. So it, it's just like a little rental thing that we're getting into. That way we can just make some extra income because at first they might – uh, of course, I have to run it in the beginning too, just yeah. because I have to learn how to use it. That way, I can teach somebody else how to use it. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, the goal is to have other people doing it for you. Like you just book the gig, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, this is where you got to go. This is where you got to do." And yeah. so, that's my goal with that is like to create another, you know, passive income. Yeah. You got to practice what we preach, basically. Yeah, so yeah. It's just a little out of our. I think it's for me. It's out of my comfort zone because we don't. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, and slowly, and, and it's cool that we start now before because right now it's really not popular here in Idaho, and yeah. we're slow on trends. Like a lot of trend, like a lot of things that start happening, like we're really slow on, uh, like fashion wise, trend wise, like party wise. Like right now, uh, in the past couple of years, uh, decorating for parties has be- become the thing. Yeah. You know, like uh, you have to hire so and so, like. Uh, the one we see a lot is Carlo from over from Bella Decor. Like she does some amazing work and, uh, and people will pay for that stuff, you know, like to have their parties decorated because when it's a wedding or it's a quince or yeah. whatever the case is, they're willing to pay the money. Uh, if not, they'll find padrinos, which are basically like, uh, godparents. what parents, godparents so for the sponsors, I guess that help pay for stuff. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, they'll end up paying for that. So, yeah. um, I mean, the reason I wanted to do this, because we talk about it all the time, there's millions of ways to make money, mm-hmm. but we're already in this world. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so why not try to uh, add something that's also in the world, in in our world that we already yeah. do? That way, it just it's easier and it's easier to get gigs. So, like, say someone who's not a photographer or not a videographer or not doing like events like that, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot harder for them to get gigs because they don't know the right people. Yeah, like, uh. We're fortunate enough that people follow us that know what we do. So say we start posting the photo booths, they're going to be like, oh, shit, so-and-so has a keen coming up. Let me let me tell them about it, you know, and, like, and things like it's that. It's kind of like also like um, 
I guess you could say throwing darts because if there's like a pool here and a pool there and a pool there and, and we're only doing we're not doing a video for this pool but we have our photo booth at this one but we're doing the video on that one and then mm -hmm. we're doing the photo on this one now it's like three different pools we're in instead of just like oh well we're only doing photo and video for this one and then there's the rest yeah because it sucks because um, uh the message is that <clears throat> we get it's like hey can you do this event oh sorry we're booked hey can you do this no sorry we're booked you know so instead we could also those are like missed opportunities you know like you could be like no but uh i also i have this available like you can do this uh you know just in case you don't want to pay your photographer you can have a photo booth you know yeah. and they'll take care of the photos there like yeah of course you're not going to have your like cake stuff and, and things like that but mm -hmm. this is more of an experience so uh another reason people don't want to do it is because they don't want to invest all the money into it yeah. you know it, it, it's all a game of patience people don't want to and they will want to invest the money but then they'll want it back right away yeah it's the hard part but they don't realize like with within like four or five events this 360 booth will pay itself my other photo booth will pay itself mm -hmm. uh and that can be completed over this uh like the whole wedding season, Kinza yeah. season. Yeah, it's a little later than I would like just because, you know, I got into it later than we thought. Mm -hmm. But uh, that that just like pushing it, pushing it, because it doesn't necessarily have to be Kinza's or weddings or things yeah. like that. You can do like uh, corporate events because um, I've seen that a lot of corporate like events will, will hire this, just ha have it there, like, yeah. even at the fair and things like that. So you can get into everywhere. It's just like how hard you're going to push it, promote it, and things like that. So uh, if you guys are thinking, it's, it's cool because like when we get messages saying like, hey, like, you know, you guys inspired us to do this. Because I tell them all the time, like, we can only do so much. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it comes down to that person. Like If we can like spark that interest, be like, oh, shit, I want to start an LLC. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I want to start a business. Cool. Like you have to do it. And then it's up to you. Like we yeah. can only like help so much like educate so much like yeah. the cool thing about the podcast is that we do talk about like things like that so you can get an idea of like which path you should take what, what you should do mm -hmm. like uh because it's not easy i mean we still learn all the time like we still learn we're no business professionals we're no business gurus like <laughs> yeah. we, we're learning as we go yep. uh but that's the only way to learn and then is, you meet people down the road too that kind of guide you yeah it, it, you'll meet the right person yeah networking is the biggest i think yeah just because the more people you meet so if you're like socially awkward try to fix that first before you start getting in the industry because it does help being a little more like mm -hmm. social in any aspect because if you can talk like show up to an event you talk to dj and you become friends with dj dj will remember you next time or you'll be like oh i'm looking for songs I'm like, oh yeah these guys from blah, blah blah and then or you talk to the i don't know the wedding coordinator and then you work good with them and blah blah it just like webs out to everything it, yeah it's funny because uh some of the stuff that i because i'm always researching a lot of things before I even purchase anything. Uh, so this whole 360 booth, trust me, I watched hours and hours and hours of videos, uh, research, like how much things cost, like what are the do's and don'ts, because I want to know what things I could run into. Mm -hmm. And so what some people do, this is why like people don't want to invest the money. They'll just buy the 360 booth and run it. Cause my original plan was like to get the 360 booth yeah. and just, uh, run uh, my slow-mo camera. Yeah. But, to come to find out like you can do that but you're gonna almost devalue the experience 
instead of doing like getting the actual app, which is kind of fucking pricey, yeah. uh, getting the app. And then after getting the app, like adding all these other things, like I got that backdrop, yeah. I got the lights, I got the, I really, really like the backdrop, dude. the, the yeah. iPad, I got a TV, I got a TV stand. I got like, you name it, all sorts of stuff, props, I bought some props for it just to give. So when people like actually get on it, it's an experience. And then they'll yeah. be like, Oh shit. Like, this is what it's supposed to be like. So if anything else less than this is not, not yeah. is not the same. So let's go with this person. That's why I was like, let me not devalue the experience in the beginning. Cause mm-hmm. say you do like it the cheaper way. Right. And then right away they're going to be like, yeah, it was okay. You know, it's pretty fun, but it wasn't yeah. the greatest. Uh, that, then that starts to carry over. But if you offer this big experience where they're just like, that was like, dang badass. Or they hire someone else with the same thing. And they're like, Oh, well we thought it came with this, mm-hmm. this and this and this. And, yeah, you. They ruin the experience too. Yeah, so which is better for you? So, so, so people get an idea how it's going to work, right? So, I have a backdrop. If you guys haven't followed me on social media, you should follow us. Uh, the links always in the description. You know, I link the link tree has John's, has mine's, has the podcast. So go follow us there. But I was posting like the backdrop, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a backdrop, really cool backdrop because you it can is. use it for not just the three sixty. You can use it for photo shoots, videos. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, shout out to. Well, I won't say who it is, but they messaged me saying that they wanted to do some team videos in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could do, like, some uh, smoke oh. with those LED lights and then almost, like, uh, have the players turn I, around. I have a cheap rate for that if you need to hire me for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, and things like that. So, it's a backdrop. There's only one entrance, right? The 360 booth goes in the middle. I'm trying to paint you guys a picture. Uh, 360 booth goes around in a circle, which uh, I well, know you've the, seen it. The backdrop is, like, a circle. Yeah, it's yeah, half, it's, it's like half, a half circle. half circle with yeah. like a door entry, LED lights on all like a bunch of them all around, so it looks like a cool studio vibe. Yeah, like it actually it, looks really nice. And then, uh, so the three sixty goes in the middle. It's gonna have uh, the phone attached to it, which with an app, and you can put like an overlay. Like say it's John's quinceanera, you can put John's, uh, you know, happy quinceanera, whatever John twenty 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 two, and things like that. And then you can put whatever song you want. It's only going to play a little bit, but you can put whatever song you want. You talk to your client, whatever song they want to put on it. And they'll all make like quick slow-mos and boomerangs. And then after it's recorded, so that's why I have the TV. So whatever's happening live, you're going to see on the TV. Yeah. And so they're going to, it's going to be cool because people don't have to go in there. You could put the TV outside so people can see what's yeah. going on. And that's all connected to an Apple TV. So mind you, I had to buy all this stuff. So yeah. it, the stuff like this is not cheap. So this is when, when I quote people prices – know that well, there's a reason behind cheap. like nothing is cheap yeah no there's a reason behind it was and then you were telling me about the you're gonna have a sharing station too exactly yeah. so that once they view it there it's gonna replay once on there for mm-hmm. like a little bit and then right underneath is gonna be an ipad mm-hmm. and which i also had to buy an ipad for yeah. it and on there it's gonna show like the entire gallery and with qr codes mm-hmm. you can go up to it with your phone Scan the QR code, say it's yours. You can download it onto your phone or you can uh, send it to yourself and mm-hmm. things like that. So uh, that's the only thing that is going to be difficult just because in some places service sucks. Yeah. And it's all going to be hotspotted with my phone because uh, you can get like different hotspots or if yeah. they event has a Wi-Fi, then you can use their Wi-Fi. Yeah. But if not, then everything just gets sent out as soon as you connect it to Wi-Fi, kind of like you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then so that's like the whole experience i have props we're gonna have a prop table mm-hmm. we're gonna have uh you know yeah uh, i love the tv idea just like having people standing outside because people are curious all the time yeah because on the 360 thing you have to worry about like people getting in your way mm-hmm. uh you have to wor- 
uh, worry about like somebody jumping off too early. So that's why I want to learn how to use it first. That yeah. way, because uh, I'm gonna have somebody, uh, people helping me with this stuff. That way, because uh, I can't do everything. You can't do everything, and especially if you want to be making money passively. Uh, but I want to know how it functions, how it works. Yeah. That way, I can teach people how to, you know, because I see us having like multiple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because uh, right now, people are gonna be like, kind of, that's kind of weird or kind of pricey. But yeah, you know, it's just having them see it once. There's a lot of Especially like freaking singers and girls are like, oh, I want that. Yeah. And the parents will get whatever they want for them. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool because uh, we're going to have it over at John's too. At John's wedding, he's getting married in, oh, yeah, nice. in August. So uh, it'll be there. It'll be there as well. So, But yeah, and then we also had recently had an event too, uh, which went pretty well. It was the first time all of us working as a team. Uh, I, I think I for the most part, it went amazing. Yeah. You know, we learned... So when you work with like photographers and videographers, sometimes the video guy wants to get the best shot and sometimes the photo guy wants to get the best shot, but the video guy will be in the way, the photo guy will be in the way, you know, and John did an event where that was the case and, uh, you know, I didn't, he wasn't too happy about it, but yeah. uh, with us, it's more of like, we know not to get in, in, into each other's way. So we try our best to all, try to get the best shot. Or at least think, mm-hmm. oh, I see him over there and I see him over there. Sometimes you, it's an, um, the, uh, what's it called? The, um, you can't avoid it. Unavoidable. Yeah, sometimes it'll happen. But most of the time when you actually like think things through, you can you can see or you can talk to like, I think we're going to figure out a way to communicate because it's a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually I got feedback from someone that was there uh, and an older, an older person um, that saw us all pull up. They're like, I don't know what you guys do. He's like, I don't know what kind of like, this was in Spanish, obviously. I don't know what kind of quality you guys give, but just, just with the equipment and all of you guys showing up, that that had impressed someone mm-hmm. compared to because here there's the there's some good photographers and stuff, but there's there's not really teams uh, yeah, for events it, it, because and that's exactly why I wanted to do this uh, because just like that, like I wanted us to show up as a team, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, John and I had this conversation. I told John, I was like you need to come up with your own brand like mm-hmm. that. Cause I don't want to tell people this is John who works, you know, for Scarface visuals. I was like, no, this is John, AKA this, 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 mm-hmm. which now it's what Magna media, Magna oh. media co. So like, I'm super proud of that way. I, Cause I want everybody to grow as their own brand. Yeah. Not just be like, Oh, Hey, like you're part of uh, no, 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 no. Like the, we do this shit together. Like, yeah, yeah, we're a team, but like, this is John, AKA Magna media co. And this is Scarface, you know, like, but we're all like one cohesive team. Yeah. So same thing. I got the same feedback. They're like, you guys, like, how many is you? Like, are there you? Like, because we had another girl show up because she wanted a shadow and like just get the hang of Mm -hmm. doing weddings. And that's the best way to do it is to go ask a different photographer. Let me shadow. Mm -hmm. Let me go work with you guys for free. That way I can learn. You never want to practice with a paying, a paying uh, client just because yeah. what if you fuck up? If you fuck up, then all of a sudden their photos are fucked up. If you're doing photos, their video is fucked up. Yeah. And like something. Ha- but if you just were helping, if you messed up, if you didn't get the shots. It's not on you. You're like, all right, well, at least I have at these le- photos to least, practice. At least for us. It's not on you. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how anybody else would work. But you clearly told the person that came to shadow you. He's like, you do you. Like, yeah, don't worry I, about anything, about getting anything. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because at first she was kind of like, 
oh, I don't know. Like, she didn't want to put the camera in people's faces and, and shoot. I was like, people are here and they know they're going to get their photos taken. Don't ask. Just go. Take the pictures you want. <laughs> Trust me. Watch. They won't even care because yeah. they know they're taking pictures. If, if anything, they'll give you like a slight little pose. like like look. Or a look down, you know, <laughs> they don't want a picture that'll just yeah. look down. Yeah, but. Yeah, but, but I was like the bride and groom and the groomsmen and like the, the bridesmaids, I was like, they know they're getting photos taken. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, uh, and it was just took a little bit to, to get comfortable. And what I wanted to do too also is like, I wanted us to look like an even stronger team. So that's why I got us the shirt. So we all got like, matching shirts with the the logos which yeah. should be coming in we'll have it at the next event and i'm excited for that feedback being like because it, it is not intimidating but it is powerful when we show up like we don't show up with just a camera in there in our hand and ready to go and in a mic like we show up with cameras we show up with bags we show up with tripods we show up with like all sorts of gear this is why like for, for those talking to us now about next year why we're quoting what we're quoting this year is to show you, like, you should have booked with us this year if you, <laughs> it's to show you what we can do. Yeah. After that, you're going to see what we can do. And now in order for uh, to get what we can do, you're going to have to pay for that, you know? Uh, and it's, and it's still way under what other people are charging, like in, in, the in bigger in cities. The industry, but that'll be next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So next year, so uh, cause next year, so you don't have to pay next, next year's price. Yeah. Cause w- with practice, you get better. Yeah. And then when you get better, you obviously, uh, some more equipment is evolved and you learn that, Hey, like if I add this, it's just going to yeah. make this one shot better, but I need to buy this piece of equipment, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and things add up, people don't realize, uh, things add up. Uh, I'm going to share some, some things hopefully on the, on the page soon, almost like a breakdown of, uh, yeah. what equipment costs J- just so you see, like yeah. when we quote you, you know why we're quoting you. It's kind of funny yesterday. Uh, we were going through some uh, mass footage. Mm-hmm. So when they're walking out and you know, and uh, every event's different. So every mass is different, but when they open the doors and um, you get that hard light from the outside mm-hmm. um, and we were Jerry, when we were ordering our stuff, we were talking about filters um, ND filters. And uh, we we're like, well, why can't you get the cheaper one? And I try to explain to her, but someone that doesn't know, doesn't understand. Cause the same thing you tell someone your prices is like, Oh, well this, this, this costs this much. I'm only charging this. Um, they don't get it until they see it. Mm-hmm. And then we we're going through the footage and then the footage where I was walking out and the hard light was hitting them compared to when I had my ND filter on. And then she told me, she's like, good thing you went with a lot more expensive option because it was definitely worth it. And you get like little things like that, that people just see us walking around with something and they're like, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. But they don't really understand that just that little filter costs this much. And you know, yeah, and th- those filters are expensive. Like the ND filters that, uh, that I have to buy for this, my camera to yeah. drop in just the, they're like 350 and it's just one. Yeah. And then I had to buy a clear one, which does absolutely nothing that was, for that was 150. Weird, yeah. Yeah, that was you, and people don't see these things. They don't mm-hmm. see the, the memory cards, the batteries, the, uh, how much is a good memory card? Uh, it depends on your camera too. Cause there's the other one, the, the, uh, the CF express cars, there's yeah. the, but good, good cards. You're looking anywhere from like, 90 and above yeah and 90 is still cheap yeah 90 is on the cheaper end yeah. of the good cards yeah because if you want to get a okay middle one they're like two to three hundred dollars for one yeah for one and so like people don't see this they don't see that batteries cost a lot for the newer cameras oh, now batteries are dumb expensive like batteries cost a lot for newer cameras people don't realize that uh 
and just every little the software we use the uh just and all the hours it takes to, to edit something yeah. uh it, it's funny there's this one guy that we follow super cool cool guy yeah. what is it porter 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 james porter um i can't remember his media james porter media something like that he does amazing work yeah he does amazing work on like uh weddings and stuff he makes like these little short films that's why we call them short films Mm. short films too uh and they're just like you can tell the the multiple angles he gotten and the mics he had to use the lights he has used he he breaks down a lot of the stuff Mm -hmm. and he uses like harnesses like all sorts of stuff he's one of like the few that's not scared to show what he has Mm -hmm. because he's already put in that that much work to even try to copy him is like I, I think being a little bit more transparent, that's why I want to be more transparent with people, mm-hmm. like what shit is co- actually costing that way when you tell them how much like uh, you're going to do an event for, they'll be like, oh, okay, I can see why, you yeah. know, uh, instead of being like, <laughs> it's funny, somebody messaged and they're like, hey, like we want to do this event, uh, uh, we'll just say it's a quinceanera, that way people can't, <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say it's a quinceanera, it's not a quinceanera, um, and, but they're like, oh, it's only going to be, and I, and I quoted them how much, you know, cause I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take John, I'm going to take another photographer, I'm going to take myself. Uh, I was like, and this is what we're going to do. And they're like, oh, that's a, that's quite a bit. It's going to be something small, nothing too crazy. I was like, whether it's big or small, I was like, it's the same amount of work for us. Yeah. I was like, you, just because you're going to have 50 people instead of having a hundred people does not change the fact that we still have to take the same amount of photos, record the same amount of video. Mm-hmm. You're still going to do church, right? Yeah. You're still going to do an event afterwards, right? Yeah. Exactly. You're still going to do the dances. You're still going to do the dances just because you think you're not going to have that many people there. Doesn't have <laughs> anything to do with. Yeah. Has nothing, absolutely I'll, to do, thing, nothing to do with us. I yesterday that since we do like kind of that short film style compared to here, here where we're at, it's kind of like generic that they'll give you a three- four hour long video of basically everything that happened in the day with nothing like no creativeness behind it. And I feel it takes, it's a lot harder to do a short film. That's 15 minutes. Let's say 15 minutes than a four hour long video that a lot of, a lot of people do understand, especially like our generation. They do understand that because they see it everywhere else except here. But if you get with that older generation, like those um, older parents that are like, no, I want to see everything. Like that's, I don't know. That's so easy to do because you just got to throw everything you filmed all day and then just call it good. But then it kind of goes back to you. Like if that James guy that we were talking about did that four hour long boring video, I don't think he'd be at where he has now. Instead. Yeah. Sometimes you have to you have to sit down and you have to consult with whoever you're mm-hmm. you're talking to just because, you, for example, like we can be like, go and find someone who has a video like that. Mm-hmm. Try watching it. Tell me when you get bored. Yeah. You know, and you're going to start watching it. And it's funny when we did that event, we were talking to a yes. couple and they're like, this is the type of videos we do. We do the short films. We keep it nice and short, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot harder. People don't realize that a short film is a lot harder than, like yes. you said, just giving them the big long files. Uh, I was like, people, when you come over, they trust me. I don't want to go to nobody's house and watch a freaking five hour video of your daughter's quinceanera. Like, or how is that daughter going to share that? four hour video yeah to like, friends it's only when people come over you put it on dvd or a v- whatever and then you just watch like it volume one yeah volume two volume three but with a 15 minute short film you'd be like all right check this video out it's only like 15 minutes uh and it goes you keep it 
going. You know what I mean? Like highlights, 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 highlights. So whoever's watching it is not getting bored. The same couple came back and they're like, all right, we want to hire you because we don't, we, we went over there. They went to go watch a video. Well, there was someone else there. Yeah. There was somebody else there there. that does those long videos and that's cool. That's perfectly fine. Cause there's, there's a, there's also a market there. There's a market for that. And that's just something we are not going to focus on. Mm -hmm. And of course, like if push come to shove, if that's what they want, it's, it's an easier job for John. As long as we're paying. (laughs) It's an easier job for John, but we're trying to bring this creative short films to, Mm -hmm. to Idaho. Uh, and they watched it for 10 minutes and they came back and they're like, yeah, you're right. Because it's serious. Like we have such a short attention span. If you're listening to this right now, think about it. Would you go over to somebody's house and say they just got married and you wanted to watch the entire mass, the entire party, the entire everything? No, I'd be like, I should... I would have just gone to the event. <laughs> the mask kills me, dude. When they start playing, they're like, got the fast forward that thing. Just like, we all been to mass. Like, we know what they're going to say. Like, yeah. We get the point of the mass. And, um, but you do get like that mom and the dad. Um, that's what I, I, I do a little twist on mine that I do give them the same short film, but instead of the highlights of like the mass or the highlights of the, the dances that they have at the end, I'll throw those in raw. Well, not raw, but the whole, whole thing. And, um, just because you do have mom or dad or yeah. the aunt that's like, oh, I just want to see the whole mass. And then there you go. But like creative wise, that's not the move at all. Yeah. And I mean, people are going to see that shift. They're going to see that shift over to like this type of video, mm-hmm. this type of. And then the people who don't do it now are going to have to learn to adapt quickly. Yeah. They're going to have to learn how to edit um, that way because it's a whole style of editing and everyone has their own style of doing it you know everyone has like the the way they pick the music the way they want to put it together and um like that one guy he he it literally looks like a movie uh he He, has like drone shots creates his own sometimes his own music too his own storylines and he 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 got to the point where he uh where he was able to mic a lot of people up at one time too like he'll he'll mic a lot of people. He has a lot of people working for him now too. That way they can get multiple angles. Yeah, that guy is insane. Like I love editing and having stuff play. I don't know if you've been watching his newest stuff. Uh, he does like these live um, Q and A's, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and breakdowns of like videos. Um, and I love watching that. Like it wants me to like make my shit better, even more when I'm watching his stuff because it makes it look like. His stuff is just like production stuff. I don't even know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, we'll get to that point. That, that way, people can see. And I mean, it, it brings it all the way back, like to like what we're trying to do. Like, since we're already in this industry, we're trying to add more. We're trying to just dip our toes into other things. Yeah. Like that's why I want the photo booth idea is an amazing, just because we're already in this world. So yeah. it's a lot easier for us to get like. To get our product and just be like, here, it's available too. Yeah. Uh, compared to someone who's not in the world and they're just like, oh, that seems like a good idea. And then does it, but don't, doesn't know who to talk to, doesn't know how to talk to the right people. Yeah. Like, luckily, we've been doing it for a while. So we know, uh, which comes back to networking, we know the right people to talk to. Be like, hey, this is available. Like, mm-hmm. let me know if you have anything or we can work together. Like, say you can offer this also, like with one of your packages yeah. and, and things like that. There's plenty of ways to. We're just creating more value to like the whole, the brand experience, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Because like my passions are different than your passions, but we also have like the same goal in mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's what kind of like, as long as everybody like 
you work with has the same goal, it it tends to work better than if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what like is going to kind of separate us in this area because you go out of this town and you go into a whole different realm with like different levels. There's so many skilled people out there in the world, yeah. and then they might be lacking one thing. They might be lacking a team. They might be lacking like those social skills. They might be lacking. But the more people you bring into your group, like the better. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I do have a vision, too, that we're, like, we're going to be, like, big. Oh, yeah. And and especially, uh, like, the reason people don't grow is because they don't want to make those sacrifices of building with a team yeah. and sacrificing that way. And then eventually that team can grow into something huge. Yeah. Because uh, I've seen it. Like, there's photographers, photographers who go out here, and, yeah, they'll run two cameras. That way they can uh, get two focal lengths. But guess what? You're in the same spot. <laughs> you know, it's two focal lengths from the same spot. The, the cool thing that how we work is like I'll, I'll be on one side, mm-hmm. Jesus is on the other side, or Deanna, she's also going to be working with us. Deanna will be on the other side. John like has a lot, a lot of room to move. Uh, I remember uh, what's the name? Jesus had the seventy to two hundred. Yeah. I had the twenty four to seventy. So I was getting like the wider shots that way, like setting the scene. Mm-hmm. Jesus was getting some like tight close shots, uh, and it, it just turns out really good. Also, like when we were doing the the pictures afterwards, it was super windy that day. We had planned to go somewhere to take pictures, but it was way too windy. Yeah. And for those people that know, like taking pictures of girls in the wind, it sucks because yeah. their dress goes all, are... eyelashes <laughs> all over the place. Their hair is all over the place. Yeah. The, and then afterwards, they just don't like the photo. So luckily we had enough time to take some pictures after the, the mass right yeah. there at the church. Uh, and so we made it work there. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, hey, Jesus, like, Cause I'm trying to like set this up, take these pictures of here. I was like, can you take these, uh, these guys outside and yeah. take some pictures of them, you know, with the, just them by themselves, the groomsmen. The only thing that I think we did miss was taking pictures of, uh, the bridesmaids by themselves. Oh, but you know, we were, it was crunch time too. Yeah. You only, you, you we, hit, a- we only had uh 30 minutes afterwards to be there. Uh, so we were kind of like just trying to move, 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 move. Yeah. Uh, look, but we did get the main ones, like the group shots, the ones with the bride and mm-hmm. groom, like all those, like we got those. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to navigate through a lot of things too, because you are on a tight schedule and you're not on your own schedule. You have to work with everybody else. I think he's out there. We got Brandon in the house or? I think he's out there. Maybe, maybe not. Brandon? It sounds like him. Yeah, I think it's him. Did he text you? No, no. Go go and open the door real quick. See if it's him. Yeah. All right, she started that back up. But yeah, I think that event really went really well. Um, there's like always room for improvement, though. You learn everything, and you- uh, not at every event is the same. Every one is different. Yeah, it also depends on the church that you go to, oh, and. It- like the like that one was supposed to be bright as hell, that one, but it could have used more light. Yeah, it, it's funny to the to your eye, it looks bright. Yeah, but it's not like to a camera, it's not, and uh-huh. then you have to raise the eye. So, which meaning like 
you're going to introduce a bunch of noise into thing, and it's not going to look as clear as you want and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah. you run into those issues. Uh, what I, I really want to do a tip event is like a bridal, bridal shower. Mm-hmm. So if anybody out there listening to is in the area, well, Idle Falls area, or I mean, willing to travel for something like that, I'd love to do something like that for, um, to learn how to do that because it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I saw what's his name's bridal shower do that is insane. There's no way I could recreate something like that because of the, of just like the talent that he has. Oh, where it, it almost looked like a like a, a reality show. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was looking at his timeline. I don't know if you've seen that video, dude. He has like 16 layers of audio on that bridal. Damn. Yeah, and that's. I'm sure he has like like an audio guy now, like monitoring the audio. The he has multiple like four cam- guys with him, dude, and that costs money. Yeah, you know, running, but he is running big projects because I remember I told you earlier that he takes like he quotes them around three months per project, mm-hmm. which is is fine. Um, photographer, I've heard photographers do about three months. Some on those two. Yeah, because um, it's a, it's a lot of photos. It's a lot of content you have to go over. It's not yeah. something for those. I don't know how some people quote them that they'll give them to them like the same week. Yes. <laughs> Unless you have no job, I, I can see maybe yeah. that. But what's up, dude? Got Brandon come in the on, house. Come on in. Uh, so uh, for those that don't know, uh, we we had Brandon on the podcast almost a little bit over a year ago. And was it that long ago? It was. It yeah, was quite a bit. Last summer for sure. And uh, you know, he, you've grown a lot since then. You know, so if you guys haven't heard his entire story, which is crazy, some of the accidents he went through, like just throughout his life, uh, check out that podcast. Uh, I'll also link it to this one as well. Um, but again, and he also rebranded. So I wanted to talk to uh, like why he re- rebranded his uh, his uh, his covers. But we have Brandon from is it Elemental Covers now. It's still H2O Industries, mm-hmm. technically, but yeah, we rebranded to Elemental Covers as our uh, like Google Ads campaign and all that stuff. Yeah, so uh, I mean, w- welcome back to the podcast, dude. Like, uh, it's funny because I was talking to John and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot to tell him in time, bro." <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here like, oh, "Is he gonna come?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he's checking. He's like, "Oh, I just told him on Sunday," and I'm like, "You didn't tell him a time, did you?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh, my bad." Yeah. So we're here sitting, like twiddling our fingers, like, uh, "We'll just start it, and we'll have you hop on when you got here." So. Yeah, because I, I mean, like we talked about earlier, you you had uh, I mean, we sat here and we chopped it up about your life story, and now I wanted to have you back on just because recently, uh, you told me that you're you're full time, like your business now, right? Yep. And, yeah, that was an interesting transition. And I mean, first of all, before we get into that part. Like, how has business been since, you know, you came on the podcast? Uh, I don't know. It steadily grows. Uh, For the last two years of analytics, pretty much every month we've seen 46% growth compared to, like, the year before. Mm -hmm. So 2021, I think we did 53,000 in revenue. And then last year we did 120 in revenue and 94 of that. Um was true revenue like we gave discounts and stuff to free covers and stuff like that so. okay and so it's been steadily growing yeah yep and then this year's kind of doing the same thing so uh like last last may for instance we did like twelve thousand ish and then this last month we did twenty five thousand. So. Oh wow That's- and and just the and you've been doing the 
just the same type of covers, right? Yeah. Because yep. I know recently you've been posting that you you also added another type of cover to your guys' lineup just because you wanted something that was a little bit more affordable to those people that still wanted a cover and didn't want to quite pay for like the premium products. Yes. Yep. So uh, we do have like our covers a decently high price point, especially with everything getting more expensive, you know, so... We tried for quite a while to keep our prices down. Um, initially, we went from doing like free shipping to um, if it's under four fifty, you pay the shipping on it, and that helped a little bit with offsetting those costs without um, really losing customers. And then, like, it's still our cost to produce went up like twelve percent. So I, I bumped seven percent to kind of help counteract yeah. that a little bit. I'm I don't want to go over the 400 mark because that's where we tried to stay under and we ended up having to cap that a little bit with some of our bigger covers this year mm-hmm. and it's just unaffordable for a lot of our like our demographic is middle income people and 400 bucks for a cover is pretty expensive so yeah and and if you're already investing into like some sort of uh like like jet ski or anything like that you should know that it comes with like prices like this to to maintain it, you know, just like care for it, and because this is essentially to take care of your, you know, whatever your you, investments, you, yeah. exactly. Because yep. if you don't cover it, if you don't have the proper like cover for it, it's you're gonna ruin it. And then guess what? Instead of being out the four or five hundred bucks you pay for the cover, you're gonna be out thousands of dollars because like now you have to repair this or you have to repair that, like. Uh, fiberglass is expensive (laughs) (laughs) and then imagine so what are those covers called that you guys do the so we launched them at the huntington beach event like a couple weeks ago um they're called the elemental light covers Mm -hmm. and they're the light is like our generic like as close to oem as you can get because oem is like a one size fits most type thing Mm -hmm. once you start making modifications to your ski then the oem cover is not quite going to fit right Mm. So we made a cover that would fit most of the modifications that people are doing because they make wider bars or change their pole length or whatever. So we made a base cover that would fit most of your modifications and fit most of those better than the OEM cover would, Mm -hmm. but at a pretty similar to OEM cost. So our closest competitor for their premium cover um, which is sim- really similar to an OEM cover, uh, same lightweight material uh, versus ours, which is like still a heavy duty material. It's just missing the inside lining, the soft lining. Okay, it's only a fifty dollar difference. Ours is fifty bucks more. It's still less than three hundred dollars. So oh, wow. So we were able to get a good product that was like affordable that now people can you know, store or put their ski outside and not have to worry about it as much. Yeah. Cause right now it's hard to find like, uh, I mean, if you don't have a house big enough, if you don't want to go and pay for like storage and stuff, you, you're going to have to put that jet ski somewhere. Like it's got to go somewhere. And if you don't have the proper, you know, cover for it, like you're going to ruin it. Like you said earlier, like fiberglass is not, and I'm sure even now it's even yeah. more expensive, like, uh, especially with all everything going up in price. And and it sucks that you did have to go up in price, but people don't realize that that's something you were forced to do. It's either you don't go up in price, or you go out of business. Like it, you have to. People don't realize that people get put under those situations. Like I can keep them at the same price, but I'm going to be losing money. That like, eventually is going to get to the point where like I'm going to have to just shut this down because it's not profitable. I can't. Yeah feed me i can't feed, you know like you can't take on employees yeah, yeah yeah it limits your growth potential when you don't 
adjust and, to the economy. So. And, pe- and people don't realize that they like, oh, why to go open price? You know, because uh, I remember I, I used to go to Cafe Rio all the time and get the steak salad, right? It used to be like 11 bucks. And then out of nowhere, they're like, oh, it's 13 something. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't want this shit. <laughs> or like Mackenzie River, Mackenzie River pizzas. Did I they love, go up? I love their pizza, dude, but dude, they're like 25 bucks a pizza expensive. now. expensive. Yeah, wow. yeah. We went with Coastal the other day, and the pizza was like twenty seven bucks. I was like, "What is it made out of?" It's like eight to ten dollars more than it was like a year ago. Dang. Inflation, man. Yeah, and people don't realize that sometimes these businesses that they have to do this it's the stuff. Cheese, man. Just because, like, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that scandal thing going on right now, where uh, it supposedly it's a scandal. All these processed food uh, farms and places, plants going up in fire, destroying. That's why there's like a shortage in like a lot of foods, especially baby formula right now. And that, that's a big thing that, uh, I don't know if that's being done on purpose or like, that's why they, there's the whole conspiracy thing uh, with those things. And Yeah, so, could be. I don't so, know. With the drought and everything. I know Arizona's sweating pretty big because they're one of our largest like romaine lettuce manufacturers, right? Mm-hmm. In Arizona. And the Colorado River is what feeds most of them. And... If you look at pictures of like Lake Powell or Lake Mead last year, spring versus like this year spring, it's down even further and it's ridiculous. Oh, wow. So like I think the state last year had to buy water rights from the Indians that had the water rights Mm. and paid for water rights for a year. And it was a ridiculous amount of money. Like ninety million dollars or something. Dang. And then that just adds to everything because they're not going to lose the money. They're they're going to find how to get it back somehow. Yeah. So you got to add that into the cost, and then cost goes up, and that's I mean basic economics: supply, demand, mm-hmm. and then consumers. We're at the bottom of the chain as the <laughs> consumer. You know, we, like we deal one, with what we got. <laughs> like we got. We're the ones that get taxed and everything on it. Uh, so I know you mentioned it a little bit ago that you ended up going full time. What made you take that take that leap? That's it, because that for most people thinking about it, like you have your own, like say you have a, a a side hustle, it turns into a side business, and then it turns into a business business, and then now you're trying to juggle like what you're what you have to do. What made you take that leap? Because a lot of people still haven't taken that leap or refuse to. Yeah, no, um, it's kind of weird. I I always have these stories, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. All right. So we'll get into it a little bit. Um, it started, you know, you change your mentality, you change your lifestyle, you start reading books, and you build this different image of yourself. And then when you do that, you start saying, well, these people treat me like this, or like these people are the people I want to be around. And then you make adjustments to your lifestyle and how people are supposed to be treating you that changes in your head. Mm-hmm. So some of that change, like... Dynamics, I guess, would be a good word, right? Mm-hmm. So the dynamics of me and previous employer, which is family, mm-hmm. um, just wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. I had more self-respect than uh, just to like put my nose to the grindstone for 120 hours every two weeks. Yeah, and I quit doing that and started doing my own thing more, and eventually it became unmanageable. A for time because my business needs more. These guys want more, but I'm giving them less. Mm-hmm. And so then these guys are mad, but then you got to keep your customers happy because you want to keep growing. So either way you go, it's kind of like a, a lose-lose. So a couple months ago, I just hit this point where I'd, I've been reading this book called The E-Myth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
man, I've read it like four times. It's so full of crap that it's just like too much. <laughs> I think that's the book. I think you told me about it because recently I was looking through my library and I think that was on there and I'm like, where did I get this book from? Because usually it's, 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 yeah, I, I have it right there. The E-Myth Revisited. Yeah, he's it was he's It was you that. <laughs> That's not there. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I'm, kidding. Oh, I'm going to show him right now, too. <laughs> it's that second one. Yep, that's the no, one. That's yeah. where it came from. So, Because that, that's actually next the next one that I'm going to listen to. So that's really good. And this is why I always tell people, too, is like, it's it's crazy when you, me, I listen to books. Um, some people read books just depending on your preference. I don't know if you read or, or listen to them. It depends. Yeah, see, yeah. like it depends on your situation. Like when you can, like, I don't have the time to sit and like actually read them, and I can't. I mean, when I read books, also I read like two, three pages, and I'm like, <laughs> "What did I just read?" And yeah. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. And I've learned that I retain a lot more with audiobooks. So, but how books can actually help shift and shape your mindset? Yeah, uh, definitely. You, you start learning things that you're like, "Dang!" Like, behaviors that you used to do and you'd be like i that's me right there i used to be like doing this this and this and all you have to do is like be a little bit more disciplined be a little bit more this and you you can make it happen and 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 it's crazy how these books help you like show you all that yeah and then help you like almost shape your your own it's also crazy though because just depending where the book's been written but whoever wrote that book must have learned read listened or heard something else from someone else and then, like, it's the same, like, things that have been going on forever. Forever, yeah. And then, like, I mean, it maybe gets lost. And then you read something, you're like, holy shit. Like, you need to go it again. What, what are some key things from that book that you took from it that you're just, like, these? So, what's crazy about that book is it was written in, like, the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then they call it the Revisited, like you just saw it says Revisited. Mm-hmm. They went back through it in, like, the early 2000s and updated it. So, more or less, it teaches you how to take your business and structure it to become a mature business. So you start out in business um, like you're a newborn and then you go into this adolescence period and then that's where most businesses die is in that adolescence. And that's really where like my mind shift happened Mm -hmm. was reading that chapter or those few chapters, I guess, because it says like there's one of three ways that your business is going to die if you stay in adolescence. You're either like, you're going to try to scale back because you took on too much and now you're dropping too many balls. And so you're going to fire people and then just try to go back to just being you. And that never works. You're going to scale up and grow too big, too fast and not have the proper structure in place. And then it'll all implode on itself, which you see with a lot of the new like tech companies. Yeah. Like they'll blow up and they'll be doing really good. And then all of a sudden they're just like bankrupt. And it's just because they take on too much. They don't have structures in place. Um, they're not built properly from foundation. Yeah. So Which is way important. One earthquake hits and, you know. Yeah. And then the other one is like, it's not your business that fails. It's like you. So like for me, that would probably be the route that I'd end up being because I'm so driven and determined that like this has to be successful that I wouldn't just let it go. Yeah. It would just like drive me insane eventually i'd have like a mental break and then the business obviously dies when you have a mental break so Mm -hmm. um so it talks about structuring your business properly and then giving the attention to details to your business that i i noticed weren't in like our family businesses like my stepdad's business my uncle business my other uncle's business my grandpa's business like they're all basically built the same way and they're all stuck in this adolescent phase Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be be that person or be stuck in that phase. 
So I started making changes and adjusting. And then in doing that and having the mind shift change of like, it's hard, right? Going from I'm a felon, I stole stuff. Like yeah, you have this low self-image at one point. And then you're trying to build yourself up because you can't grow without thinking higher of yourself. Mm-hmm. If you think low of yourself, like you're just going to stay down here. So you got to be building yourself up. And in doing that, you're going to change like how everyone that's ever interacted with you now interacts with you. Mm-hmm. You'll lose people. Uh, you'll piss people off. They'll get mad. Or people will be like, oh, dude, you're different. You changed. I'm like, yeah, I changed. That's good. Yeah. Change is good. If you don't want to change with me and grow, you know, see you. There's a door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that being said, what happened was uh, like two months ago, I told my uh, my uncle their business. I was like, hey, man, I appreciate your help over all the years because, you know, I've been helping you for 15 years, like on and off for a while. And then the last seven, eight years steady. So I appreciate your help. What can I do to help you? Cause I'm leaving mm-hmm. like in the next couple months, that's, here's my goal. This is where I want to be. I can't do that doing back and forth. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Oh, you know, if you can stay, help us train some people, hang out till like June, July and make that transition. Then that helped. Like, all right, cool. So, um, more or less that all kind of happened. And the last like couple weeks, some other dynamics because of my dynamics changing and the relationships there have changed to where when I got back from Huntington beach, I went into work and like that morning, I'd only been there for like an hour and they're like, Hey, come here. We're done with you. We don't need your, your help anymore. We're caught up when, they're not like I know, mm-hmm. but there, there came a time when like me putting myself and my stuff first over their stuff became an issue mm. for them. And that's, you get that a lot with a lot of people and it's maybe not even like if there's something you did, but it's like selfishness. You like, you don't want to see sometimes someone grow and it kind of hits you because you're trying to get that same. Um, I've seen that a lot actually that you mentioned it, that it's kind of like, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing, and they'll they'll be like, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. But then they're like you said, there's a point that they're like, well, yeah, he he doesn't care about my stuff anymore, mm-hmm. and it could be selfishness, it can be just sometimes ignorance too, and it just it happens. Like that's where people clash. Like, yeah, and sometimes it is like you don't care about their stuff anymore. Yeah, like I never quit caring. Yeah, but I put my stuff ahead of their stuff, mm-hmm. and that's be. what people don't. That's what they don't like yeah. is when they're no longer first. When they're used to being first yeah. for so long and then they're no longer yeah. first, it becomes a huge deal. And it started a long time before my business or any of that. Because back yeah. when I built my house like three, four years ago, like I took a month off and just worked on my house. I was there like 8 p.m. to like 3 a.m. And I did a lot of stuff working on my house that took away from like him and his time mm-hmm. as business and probably like working those kind of hours you get grumpy and irritable and stuff so i know there was some uh like emotional stuff that didn't cohere right you know so mm-hmm. it started like clear back before h2o even formed mm-hmm. it was just like compounded and then compounded and then compounded like snowball effect yeah oh, and so explore. um 
Were you kind of upset when that happened? Because, I mean, they could have called you. No, dude. <laughs> weird, weird. So here's the story. Here's the story on this one. So I got back from Huntington Monday. Tuesday, I was just dead tired, so I didn't go in. And I didn't tell them. Like, I didn't say, hey, Thursday I'm out of here. I won't be here Friday, Monday, Tuesday. I just took off because I'm being paid as a subcontractor and some of those relationships as we talked about just mm. – I didn't care. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to go do my thing because I need to launch these covers because it's going to add extra revenue. So it's more important to me. Yeah. yeah. And so when I got back, you know, Tuesday I slept. Tuesday night, I woke up at like four after having this like nightmare. Felt like a, like a month-long dream, those really long ones. Mm-hmm. So in that dream, um, Mike, the owner, um, he was passing out drill bits to everybody. And mine was different from everyone else's. I'm like, man, what's this? And he's like, oh, that means you're fired. And I was like, really? Yeah, yeah, dude, you're fired for real. Like, okay. And so you go in this panic mode of like, okay, well, this is sooner than I wanted to be fired. Uh, what am I going to do? How am I going to take care of my family? How am I going to pay my bills? So this dream was nothing but that for like a month of me like panicking and trying to figure out what to do and all that worked it out by the end. So when I woke up at four, I was like, dude, that, that dream sucked. I don't like that. (laughs) And then like four hours later I got fired. (laughs) But when I got fired four hours later, I'd already gone through all the panic, all that bullshit. So that it was more like uh, you were expecting it. Yeah, Deja vu, it was, basically. Yeah. It was crazy. I like, okay, cool. Fist bumped him, peace, and went and started doing covers. Because, like, in the end of the dream, more or less, I created, like, multiple variants of covers, and my business picked up really well. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, the end of it. So that's where I'm at now is, like, okay, well, if this is what the dream said, then, you know, let's go do it. Yeah. Um, I'm not really... I'm not a really spiritual person. Like I got into Eastern spirituality, uh, like Hinduism and that stuff made a lot of sense to me because they teach like karmaic, um, like what you put out, you're going to get back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Only I've always, psychology's always made a lot of sense to me. Like how people's brains work. It's always been something that's been interesting and mm-hmm. like driven passions of mine so like in the business learning about uh website coloring and how that plays into psychology dude i went down like a 10-hour rabbit hole one (laughs) night just because i learned how different colors portray different things and it was crazy so yeah so i apply like eastern religion into this psychology like real world science together and that's really like my spirituality that's what makes sense to me Mm -hmm. And it's not so much that if you put good out in the world, it's that you're looking for the good. Mm. Like your blinders are to all the negative thoughts. If you're an optimist, right? Or if you're a pessimist, your blinders are to all the positive things. So if you're looking for good, then you're going to act on good things when you see them. And then they'll bring back like good resolutions, Mm -hmm. which then compounds your positive like looking for positive things because it plays positive Mm -hmm. where if you're looking for negative things all the time then you're going to act in a negative manner 
And then that's going to have a negative consequence, which is going to compound your negative. Like everything in life is negative. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, I, I have to head out real, uh, real quick. Cause I have, I have to be somewhere, but before I leave, I want to, I want to, uh, I hope more than one person that I know that listen to this one regularly, maybe you, you can kind of pinpoint them down that are at that point in their business that if they take the same leap that you're taking, that's all they need. That's all they need because they're taking that, that I guess you could say, um, would you call it a teenager or a adolescent, adolescent yep. stage in their business? And if they just jump into that more, it might be scary. Like you said, you might have like that panic mode and everything, but if they can take it just that one step, Further, yeah. just going all out. I, I hope. I hope they listen to this, and then maybe may like everything you're saying, because everything you're saying is true. It happens to anybody that wants to take that step, maybe in a different way, but the concept is the same. And like, hopefully, they like click in it, and they're like, "Huh." Yeah, because uh, a lot of people are scared, like, yeah. which is normal. It's normal to feel uh, to be af- afraid or nervous about taking a leap, yeah. signing for a building, like anything. Like all these yeah. things are are nerve wracking. You, you don't see like say even someone who has like a way bigger business than any of us yeah. when they get a new bigger building i'm sure they go through like oh, like is it gonna work out like you know like how am i it, gonna pay for this you know like <laughs> yeah. we have to really like we have to really push this hard because like if not then like it, it's just gonna ruin everything but at the end of the day it, it's weird how we when you get put under pressure how better you work you perform yeah 100 yeah. percent but this dude um, has to go to church. Yeah, he sorry, to I, He has to go do his I, religious thing. I'm getting married. As I'm, as I'm talking about spirituality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. Perfect. But yeah, man, good seeing you again. Um, I can't wait to listen to the rest of the podcast when it comes out on Monday. And uh, it looks like you're doing really good. So it's always good to have people back on another time. Yeah. Once they, they evolve their business. But um, see you guys. Right. <laughs> see you, man. Yeah. yeah, bye. You can leave. <laughs> no, uh, all right. Later, bro. Uh, <laughs> See, dude. Uh, just just put to record a new clip. Yeah, I'll I'll take it to you. Oh, the battery died on it finally. Ah, oh, it's cool. We got this one going. So so you had. Uh, I mean, you took that leap. You. One question I had for you was like, what did you like? Thinking back of like when you were going through like all your, like when you were stealing, like all this, cause your mindset is completely different than it was there than what it is now. Like if, if you could go back in time, do you think your, your past self would have been like, dude, you're crazy. That's, that's not, that's not me. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. dude. It's, it, it's, it's crazy how, hard. To look it's back. crazy how how much you grow, and then like now, like when you when when you go back and actually think about it, you're like, dang, like that that I can't believe I was thinking like that. I can't believe I was doing things like that. And like like only if I would uh uh. That's why I like the podcast and like reading and like sharing information because you're just like only if I would have had someone guide me, like you know, tell me that what what's good, what's bad, you know, and hopefully help you during that time. The the memory card. Okay, cool. All right, see you. But you know what I mean? Like, just how, how much mindset shift. Because I, I was the same way with uh, with books. I, I remember I read a book. Uh, it was that Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And after that, I I found a lot of things in that book related to me. Like, I, I can't believe I'm doing these things. You know, because, like, you read something and you're like, holy shit. Like, I do that right there. And, like, no reason I'm stuck in this this area. No reason, like. 
because uh, I'm not surrounded by those right people. Like you start surrounding yourself with, with uh, other entrepreneurs, other successful people, especially people who are way more successful than you. Then that really motivates you to like to, to keep growing, to keep like or whatever it is you're doing. You know, uh, that's why I always love it when people recommend books like that. Now I really want to listen. I want to skip the book I'm on now and like and <laughs> and, and, and go listen to one. yeah because. Just because I love, I get motivated by like these conversations. I I know we talked about it before. Like I love having conversations with people because it motivates me and um, whatever I'm doing. It because we don't do the same thing, you know. Like you do covers, I do media. Like it, it's like two completely different things. But your story inspires me. You know what I mean? Because uh, just like little things, like uh, when you talked about, like you were you were already on your way out, but you were kind of like forced to move out, like to forced to be on your own, which is probably what you needed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't realize that sometimes when something bad happens, it's what we needed at that time. Uh, for example, like back when, uh, when I asked for a raise after being with my, the, where I used to work uh, over 10 years, like you asked for a raise and I'm like, no, I'm like you don't need a raise. And after that, I was like, all right, cool. At the time it sucked because you're just like, why wouldn't you give me a raise? Like, but Afterwards, I was grateful because I was like, if they would have gave me a raise, I probably would have stayed. I probably wouldn't have been like motivated to do other like what I'm doing now. Uh, so it, it's good to take those bad situations and turn them into good because it's cool what you did right after. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to go work on my covers. Like instead of being like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, how could you fire me? Like, did you guys end up on bad terms or? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I haven't even talked to uh mike about it it was uh the manager mm -hmm. like he told the manager hey tell dude see ya yeah so um i don't know well hopefully <laughs> not you know what i mean like uh we'll I, I, I can tell that you're not i mean you were already on your way out it's not like you were like uh did you it caught you at a surprise like like out of nowhere like how can you fire me like like i wasn't expecting this but you were already expecting to leave which is good and I think a lot of people need to uh, not only listen to that book that you talked about is, is get out of that phase. Cause I know so many people right now in that adolescence, uh, that phase and they just don't get out of there. Cause one, maybe they're comfortable there. Yeah. Comfort. It's it, the killer dreams. Right? Yeah. It's, it, that's why like, I hate that. Like I, I'm always uncomfortable. I'm always stressed out, especially like when you start getting into other stuff, like right now we're getting into a bunch of stuff and I'm just like stressed out, but it's like a good stressed out. I was like, this is what I expected, you know, like this is what I wanted. So I can't complain, yep. you know? So, uh, and I, and I feel people get too comfortable in that like adolescent stage where they like to stay just small, local, which is cool. Like if that's what you're going for, if you want to be comfortable like that, if you're just looking for like a cool little, small little shop, you know, uh, more power to you. Cause some people don't have that drive or that vision to, and I know you do just by the way based on how you talk, especially now that you're creating different variations of covers, even like branding it differently. That way it can be found on Google a lot easier. Cause I know that's, that, that was one big reason why you changed that. So that was one, one of the main reasons, right? Why you changed uh, it over to elemental covers. Yeah. Yeah. So the, cause it's still H2O industries. Yeah. We are still H2O industries. It's elemental covers by H2O industries. Um, there were a few reasons why, a now and B why we went to the elemental brand. Um, reason one was basically we're going to expand and go into other markets that aren't watercraft. Mm -hmm. And at that point 
H2O doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, if you're searching for like your ATV and you run into a website that says H2O Industries, you're like, well, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's watercraft, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. So, so that was reason number one was with expansion, like H2O just isn't going to perform the same as elemental covers will. Also, it's more of a mouthful to say like, oh, it's the H2O Industries cover instead of, oh, elemental covers. Mm. It's faster. It's easier. And then reason number three is it plays into the SEO thing. Um, but one of the Instagram growth uh, podcasts that I listen to talks specifically about making your name part of what you do. So if you are like an Instagram growth account, then you would try to do like IG growth in your name somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're covers, we put covers in with elemental covers. Um, so that if someone searches cover, we pop up right there on Instagram Mm -hmm. and then same on Google. Now, if you go type in like covers or jet ski covers or whatever, we're naturally going to like spawn higher than most of these other companies that are making their own cover, but that's not what their business name is. Mm -hmm. So did you have a hard time letting go of, you know what I mean? Cause like when you start something, you're like, h2o industries like this is what what it is but then like when you're put in that situation where you're gonna have to like kind of not necessarily change the name but you are changing it a little bit uh did you did you feel like some sort of way like or were you like yeah we need to do it no not really it was just like i knew it needed to happen so Mm -hmm. it was easy um part of one of the chapters in that book talks about Um, the reason why a lot of people get stuck in that adolescent business area is because the business to them is like an extension of themselves. Mm. They don't treat the business like its own entity, like its own little being, basically. It is part of me. So when they talk about, you know, like H2O Industries, I've caught myself doing it a lot. It's like, hey, we want to, you know, it's not, uh, H2O Industries goal is it's our goal is mm-hmm. and you're personalizing that and you need to make the business less personal if you want it to grow mm-hmm. to be able to think about it outside of the box it has to be not in your box with you it needs to be in its own box mm-hmm. so I'd kind of made that transition in my head already from the book reading that but then um we had Elemental on the back of our cover for over a year now, mm-hmm. like almost a year and a half probably. So it was just like an easy, we didn't even have to think about it. It was just Elemental covers, mm-hmm. boom. And then we went and trademarked Elemental covers. H2O Industries was already trademarked, but we did all of our trademarking stuff on that so that we could then rebrand and then bought our website. And from there, it's like all pretty much... Yeah, that, that way. Yeah, that way you can get into the other like because there's, you can make covers for a lot of things because I know you you've made covers for some cars too, right? Yep. Yeah, and especially your cars, other recreational vehicles like the ATVs, the the what, what the razors, the you know all those that there's all sorts of recreational vehicles out there. So it's cool that you were able to like shift and and change that because a lot of people, like you said, they get really emotional attached to whatever it is that they're doing. And they don't want to let things go. They want to be like, oh, no, it's like this is what it's supposed to be. But they don't realize that. And nowadays, 
like especially with social media, the internet, you have to change a lot of things and you have to play by the rules. Like, well, not necessarily play by the rules, but there's like a certain way to get seen, you know? And if you want to get seen, especially if you're trying to grow, like you have to make those changes. Uh, Cause you could have kept it H2O industries, but then you would have ran into the issues. Like we talked about, like say someone's looking for an ATV cover, run into your website and they see H2O industries and like, Oh no, this is a, a jet ski like uh, covers only. And then you just, you know, there goes uh, someone, it could have been the owner of a company that had like four or five covers that they wanted and recommended to other people and then, and so on and so forth. So it's cool that you, you get on here and like chat about things like that, just because people do get stuck in those areas where they're just like, they don't want to, they, they want to grow, but they just don't know the sacrifices, the changes that they need to make uh, in the research you have to do. Like, no one's telling you to go out here and read these books, uh, listen to these podcasts. Like no one's forcing you to do any, anything like that. You know, at the end of the day, it comes down to us, you know, like what we want to do. Like if we want to get better, there's ways to get better. The information is out there. You just got to find it and you have to listen to it and you actually have to apply it into your life. You know, like whether it be like, like this, e, am sure you got some people listening to it. They're like, I'm going to go check out this book too. Cause like, you know, it, it seems like it really did change did a lot for you, you know, especially, especially if you're into business, um, you know, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that book up. Cause now I definitely want to read it too. You know, like there's always those, uh, things that we don't know that we do, you know, uh, and things that we need to change. So wh- what are, wh- what are your goals right now for elemental covers? Uh, so our goal this year is just to hit like 200,000 in sales, so mm-hmm. we double our sales again. Um, and then I have a couple other product launches that I want to do this year. So we're pushing really hard to get that done as well as expand. Cause up to this point, we've been like in a really niche market of stand up jet skis only mm-hmm. for the most part. And we're working with a couple big companies within the industry now to expand into your mainstream jet ski. What everyone thinks about when you say jet ski is like the sit down on the river. Yeah. You're Once cruising you can with rent, your right? wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that market itself is like roughly 100 to 150x the market that we're in. Mm-hmm. So we're going to like expand into that market because that's just like a natural little baby jump to go into there and Mm -hmm. that's going to help our sales and revenue. So a goal within the next month is to have that Uh, goal within the next couple months is we've been looking at private investors, trying to bring on an angel investor uh, to help us get the capital that we need Mm -hmm. um, so that we can buy a couple of different pieces of machinery, get some inventory built up and be able to expand our business and fulfill orders faster for our customers. Mm -hmm. So we've worked a lot, like just this first five months has primarily been uh, website development, a finalized product. So when I say product, like everyone thinks that whatever their business is selling is the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book specifically talks about that is not your product. That's like a byproduct of your product. Mm-hmm. So that is what you're offering to the customers. The product is actually your company and how it presents that. So the customer experience is the product that you're selling because you have a positive customer experience that you can replicate every time the same identical experience and it's a good one for your customers. They're going to spread word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And that is your product because you sell that and you consistently sell that to multiple people, 
then you're going to have a larger base just automatically happen from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, developed our product being the H2O Industries Experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've developed our website. It'll be completely functional. Like within the next month, we're redoing a bunch of stuff to make it a easier. Like that's part of the experience, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's easy for me to find my cover and then B it's personalized to me. Mm -hmm. And then C like order fulfillment. Our order fulfillment now is sick. Like we probably spent $5 overall because we ordered like five grand worth of stuff at one point Mm -hmm. um, of flyers and stickers and brochures and stuff that we're sending with our products now. So our products come in a nice hard case. They come with like a sticker in the bottom of the box that you scan and it gives you your cleaning care instructions Mm. on the outside of the box. There's a thing you can scan takes you straight to our Instagram page. And now, Hey, tag us in a video. We'll feature you in our feed Mm -hmm. and multiple other things like that, that just make that product like receiving your product in the mail 10 times better than what we were doing before. Yeah, because that, that's why the those channels got really big, like kind of like the Unbox Therapy channel. I don't know if you ever watched that one. He he makes this whole experience about unboxing. Like the the ones that really stand out to him is like when they have an experience unboxing the product. Not it could the product could suck, you know. Like, but if you like, oh, they did this, they added this. Like you, it comes in a nice case. Not a lot of people do that. So it'd be like, oh, and they care about the details, you know? And then you add some stickers. Oh, use this, cause, uh, which is cool now because a lot of people, they see papers, they chuck them. But since you have like scan this and you'll get your uh, cleaning care instructions, it's a lot easier because people want everything on their phone, you know? And, and just giving them that experience. And it's funny that before you even got here, we were talking about how we're trying to deliver experiences to people because that's what sells is like not like you talked about not essentially like yeah that's your byproduct like whatever you give them but people always remember that experience like that experience if you can like give your customer that experience they're going to spread the word like and it's going to spread quickly yeah you know so so you're supposed to think of your company and the way that you deliver to your customers as like put it on a shelf mm-hmm. and then think about your competitors and how they do the same thing. And then you can compare yourself to them in that light and say, okay, they're doing this. This is pretty cool. We could do something similar or we do this and nobody else does anything like it. That makes us like a top shelf product. Mm-hmm. And if you consistently do like, um, checking out your business, like quarterly review, semi-annual or annual, however you want to do it, Um, You go through your goals, you go through your SWOT analysis, your risks. Um, That's the SWOT is where you would compare yourself to those other businesses Mm -hmm. and figure out who your competition is. Um, You do all those things and you can just stay on top of it all the time. So instead of having this huge, like for us, this transfer that we've done with website and transition, like it's been a year long process because it's such a huge thing. And we've already been thinking about it. Like we were able to break it down into little pieces to where now it's attainable over a year. Yeah. Where if you hadn't been on top of all those things, trying to make sure that your product is a quality controls good, that your byproduct being um, your customer experience um, is also good. 
like you analyze those things and you can make little transitions over a period of six months, a year that that goal is now like it's done and attained. Mm-hmm. So no, that, and, and it's, it's crazy how you bring that up. Cause, uh, it's something that I've also learned too. And then like, try to like tell other people is like, uh, when they try to do everything all at once, you know, like you're on top of everything. And once you're on top of everything, you can separate it into like, I call them baby steps. It's like, do a little here, little here, little here. Cause after a long, it, you do a lot over, over time, uh, instead of trying to do one big thing over like, you know, last minute, you know, cause you know how some people just, they'll put it off like, and, at the last second, you're just, it seems too overwhelming. It seems like too much. Like, what did I get myself into? But you could have completely avoided that by staying on top of it. And that's how you, you can tell the difference between people who start becoming successful and people who just aren't growing very much or not. It's because they learn how to put themselves in these situations. They make those sacrifices. Of course, like, I'm sure there's those days like where you, you just don't want to be doing what you're doing just because you want to like go and hang out or do something. But you're like, no, like I gotta stay, I gotta stay on the on the, on the plan, you know, like because over time, then I'll have all this time to do what I want, you know. Yeah. But people don't want to make those sacrifices in the beginning; they want that overnight, overnight success, and that's where I, I see a lot of people fail too. Is like when they start a business in the beginning, they're expecting right away to sell a hundred thousand dollars in the first month. That's not gonna happen, like unless you come out with a crazy product that blew up on TikTok and everybody wants it and then of course I I can see that, but it's usually not the case. Like uh, usually you have to build, you have to build that, you have to find your clientele, you have to market, you have to do all sorts of stuff. So it's people that they don't understand that. And it's cool that you come and talk about it just because you're going through all these experiences. You know what I mean? Like from starting it a long time ago to like where it's at now, you know, and it's in two complete different places, you know, and now you're, you rebranded, you're coming out with different variations, which I find like really cool. And then especially since you're like, I don't want to stick with just water stuff. You know, I want to do, there's so much out there and there is, you know, there's all sorts of stuff you can cover. Like you've done, you've done cars before, right? Like I, I, I think you did a Lamborghini. Yep. Yeah. And see like there's, the, my old Audi, the pink Audi. Yeah, yeah see, so and, and played with it, and, and it's endless. You know, the covers are endless. You know, and it's only as far as you want to take it. You know, like if you want to get stuck in in just water, uh, like jet skis and stuff, then cool. Like, but not Brandon. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah he, no, no. He, he has a huge video. Like, <laughs> it, it's funny because it, it, like talking with, with people with, with yourself who have that that vision, that motivation. You know, and and they're not just like talking about it. You like you're out here doing it. Like, now you're doing it full time. So I'm I'm excited to see what you bring over the next year just because it's going to be different. Because before, you, I would say like not your full attention was on it just because you were working over here. And so now that you're, you have 100% full attention to it. Now I'm excited to see where it goes from here just because now you're just like, now I can just focus on this thing and make it grow. No one's going to tell me what I can and can't do. Uh, of course, I know you, you know what you can and can't do. You know, yep. uh, some people will take your position and just be like, oh, well, I've made it. You know, like we're making good money right now. I've made it. Let's let's just see where it goes from let here. Let it flow. Yeah, just yeah. let it flow. It's going to. And I think that's another problem that people think it's always going to like say when you said you uh, last month, you made how much? Uh, 25. Yeah. See, and, and people think that, oh, next year, next month I'm going to make the same. So I should be good. You know, I should be good. No, you, you got to keep like, 
you got to keep grinding. You got to keep hustling because uh, that's how you're going to build it, first of all, you know. And then also now you're doing it because it's it's all or nothing. Yep. Like, you know, it's yeah, all, all or nothing. Um, I find, though, that like being backed into a corner, and this kind of comes back to that whole uh, karmaic like psychology thing, right, that we were talking about is – for me, like I'm a very huge optimist. So I always look for the positive opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this particular transition, uh, going from full time employment to this, it was like, yeah, there was the panic in my dream. But then, as soon as a uh, reality like it really happened, it was okay. What's the positives in this? What can I do? Like that spirituality kind of came into play. And the universe, I guess you'd say, if you're going off the karma thing, like the universe is forcing me to do this because, A, I'll perform better. Like yeah. I always perform better when I'm pushed into a corner. Regardless of if I'm stealing or whatever, I always made ends work mm-hmm. without morals previously. And yeah. now with morals, like I have better vision because even the stealing was really entrepreneurial. Like, it wasn't just, oh, I'm just going to go to a random spot. Like, I'd think about what metals were doing the best, which ones I could get the best return out of, yeah, and where I could go to get it that would be, like, the least least risk, I guess, yeah. as well as, like, um, the least uh, damage to someone else. Yeah. Because... Like, I didn't want to hurt anybody or their living. Like, I wasn't going to go break into a new construction house and just rip all the pipes out. Yeah. So, I was going to, like, old abandoned, like, farm fields and stuff and take in the things that I knew would be good. Mm -hmm. So, there was some bit of entrepreneurship even back then. I wouldn't say, like, promote that kind of behavior (laughs) by any means. Like, it's better to be an entrepreneur and have a product that you can push that's not like damaging someone else's financials, property, something like that. Yeah. So uh, that being said, like this transition being pushed into a corner, I think is what's going to really like take me next level. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite snippets out of a podcast, and I don't even know what podcast it was out of, but there's a gentleman who they ask at the end of the podcast, um, like what would be your most valuable uh, input to tell somebody. And then this dude said uh, that people give up what they want most for what they want most now, Mm -hmm. which comes into that whole like you're scared to jump into your business and just do it full time. That's because what you want most now is stability and comfort and whatever your job is offering you, like there's a value there. Yeah. That's obviously higher now than what the value of what this could be in your head. Mm -hmm. So don't give up what you want most, which is like financial freedom, independence, whatever for what you want most now, like your comfort zone, $10 an hour, $16 an hour, 35 an hour. Personally for me, Mm -hmm. I was making $35 an hour and now I'm, Doing this, I'm not making thirty five dollars an hour. Yeah, but no, yeah, and see, and, and that's really cool that you talk about that because it's it's so true. Like we, that's why a lot of people are afraid. Like if you're looking to get into entrepreneurship and you think it's gonna be all like 
rainbows and butterflies butterflies. (laughs) is not like this is the one of the most stressful uh like you're always working it's a 24 7 job it's not a nine to five uh you're constantly working but it's one of the most rewarding like when things are going like when they work and things are going good like that feeling you're like oh dang like we're making this happen you know like we're making this happen uh but then you get right back into it and you're like, fuck, I'm all stressed out just because like you have to figure out a bunch of things. But that's what people don't realize that uh, entrepreneurs that it's not a you may see like they come up to you. They talk to you. You can talk to you can talk to them about your your brand and how it's doing like sales so and so. And that's all they see. But they don't see like the constant hours and hours and hours that that people put into into the business. Uh, so but like I said, it's it's one of the most rewarding things because you're building something that you created and it's growing and then people are knowing about it. People are like putting them on, on their jet skis. They're, they're buying your covers and you're just like, what the fuck, you know? And, uh, so, so those feelings are really cool. Like giving people these uh, experiences, it's, it's really fulfilling and satisfying, but at the same time, cause there's always that yin to the yang. It's, it's super stressful. Uh, and I'm sure you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's always like something, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. Like, Oh, let's not forget to order those. Like, because yeah, we're running low. You now. have to prioritize. <laughs> and I'm really not a scheduled person, but I am learning because mm-hmm. like that is what's required. And I, you know, I can't bring on an executive assistant, but the day that I can, uh, my life's going to be so much better. Yeah. And see like little things like that. People don't realize is, uh, when you can do that, when that day comes, cause I know it, it'll, it'll come for an entrepreneur. That's going to feel like, dang, I did that. Like I hired, you know, somebody, and uh, some people don't, wouldn't think that as a victory, but that's a huge victory, you know, that you're able to afford to pay somebody to do that for you. And that just means your company is growing. Yeah, you're growing, your company is growing, and then you're able then to, because regardless of how you want to think about it, once your company grows and you're hiring somebody, you are now affecting positively the life of that person. Yeah. So now your your thought of, oh, man, I should make a cover like five years later is now like I have 10 people whose families I take care of who I'm affecting their life in a positive way. And as long as you have good like fundamentals and morals and everything and you hire for the right reasons and all that, then you can have as big of an effect on people's lives as like spirituality really. Mm -hmm. No, no. And that totally makes sense because I see that in uh, especially the – the companies that have been doing really well here, like, uh, they really take care. They know they're responsible for these people, you know? And then at the same time, they also take care of them. Uh, not, a lot of people don't realize that that have businesses. They, j- some of them just treat their employees like employees, you yeah. know? And if that's the way you run a business, then that's cool. But the ones that have been thriving a lot and continue to thrive a lot more are the ones that treat your employees like they're your family, you know? Cause at the end of the day, they're kind of like you're, you're responsible for them because you have to pay them. You like they eat whether you pay them. You're like if you, if the company's not making money, then guess what? Like somebody's not eating. Yeah, you know? somebody's not, or everybody's at one point just not going to be able to eat because your business is going to fold up. So, yeah, if you look at like Mel Luca, they've been ten years like best business to work <laughs> for in Idaho, I believe, and it's not because like. They have such a great work atmosphere and whatever. It's because the benefits that you get when you Mm -hmm. work for them are phenomenal. It's because their pay isn't 
Idaho's typical, oh, minimum wage is like $8 an hour. We're going to pay them like 10 and that's good money. No, mm. they're, they're like able to pay for you to have a quality of life mm. and be able to afford your life. So uh, the pay, the benefits, and then the way that they treat you when you work at Melaleuca, having worked there, it's like you're part of a team and the team needs you. Yeah, and they're constantly always doing stuff because I know some people that work over there, they always have events for um, like just for the employees, like uh, just to appreciate the employees. And uh, and then they're even broken down into sections. Like they went, like they get uh, benefits for like performing well. And then it comes to individual, like it just nothing but rewards there. They had a whole department because I, I, a while back ago, I used to work there part time. Uh, just because I knew there was a bunch of girls there. So I wanted to go work there part time. I just didn't want to do the work part. I just wanted to do the, like, just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> check yeah. out the girls. But they had like a whole reward section, just like based on how you perform, you get points and then you get rewarded with stuff, you know, and and it's just little things like that. So, but honestly, it was a pleasure talking with you. Like, I love to see where you're, where you were at. Cause uh, I remember that first podcast, like some of the crazy stories, like, it, like I said, I'm going to link it down below, go and check out that podcast. And then, uh, cause it, from where you were at to where you're at now, you know, it's huge, it's game changing. And, and especially for those people that think that they can't like, uh, people who get in trouble, you know, they have like some, uh, and they become a felon and things like that. They think that that's it. Like they, they can only work the, the basic, jobs that they're only Stuck allowed to get instruction or whatever else and yeah. things like that they they feel like that's it for them but it's not you know it's and you're a perfect example you know you like you went from being that to getting into trouble i know you got the the felonies because you were stealing the money before and then from that to having your own business and to actually because uh, a lot of people have their own business but a lot of people don't work their own their, their, their full business. You know what I mean? Like they, it's almost still like a side yeah, hustle. Yeah, like side hustle, side gig kind of deal. Yeah, and you're full on like all elemental covers now. So it's, it's really cool to see that. And I'm excited to see where you go from here just because uh, just re- you said it was just recently your full time elemental covers. Last and now, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and seeing so like, like four days ago. <laughs> four days ago and, and, and just to see where the growth goes from here, you know, because I can already see it. Just the way you talk, you can tell when someone's passionate about something, just the way they talk about it, the way that you have goals about it. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I just hope it grows. And you're like, no, this is what I want to do. This is like, you know, how I plan to get there. And, you know, so uh, it, it's cool that you have that mindset. And hopefully people listening to this are, you know, they get motivated, you know, because it, it's cool when I get people who like send like, oh, I listen to this and they get motivated just because they see it's like we're just regular people. We're nobody special. Like you've been through sh- some shit. I've been through some shit and we didn't let that hold us back, you know, and a lot of people let something hold them. Oh, I have you have kids. Like I, I've, I've heard single mothers being like, oh, I have uh, kids or, or even if they're with somebody, I have kids. It's, it's a little different. Honestly, you could still do it. You just have to prioritize your time. Of course, give your kids time. I'm not saying like take the time away, but you can still make it happen. I was like, I, I know a lot of these people out here. I'm like, you just told me you binge watched a whole season of, you know, so-and-so. I was like, it's <laughs> of Dungeons uh, and Dragons yeah, or something. Tr- trust yeah. me, you, you, you have some time. Like yeah. Game of Thrones. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we got three kids and like juggling it between me and my wife now is like, 
we got rid of our nanny. We mm-hmm. had a nanny because, yeah, $35 an hour, you can afford that. <laughs> now we can't. So we're just juggling time now. Mm-hmm. When she works her job, I take the kids. And it's actually pretty cool because now, you know, like we talked last time about the uh, jet ski that I got for my kids. Mm-hmm. That now, like when I'm watching them and not working, I can go out there and work with them on that and try to develop skills and stuff mm-hmm. with them. And that's going to be really awesome just to have that freedom. But if if someone is like looking to expand their business um, and go from working full time or get out of that comfort bubble that we've been talking about and move into, even if it's not full time, like trying to commit and move into that full time yeah. position, read this book, uh, listen to podcasts, read a couple other books. Um, the main thing I would say is you've got to set yourself up for success before you go jump off a cliff. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like get your parachute on because you know, it might not go very well. You, you never know how mm. stuff's going to go. Um, so like this book is like more or less teaching you how to structure your business properly so that when you do make that jump, that you have some kind of safety net at least mm-hmm. underneath you, knowing that your business is set up properly for what you want to do before you jumped off of the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before you even do that, yeah. That's. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that that is like you do have to be set up properly in order to take that risk. But people uh, are set up properly right now. They're just afraid to take that risk just because they don't. It's it's unknown, like, because you could take the risk, like, I could see great things from you, but, like, say another pandemic happens and all of a sudden they shut everything down again, you know, and then guess what happens to business? You know, you never know what's going to happen. Like, say something like that happens again. You just, the future is unknown. Like, we we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, as long as you're set up properly, everything goes normal again. You know, we don't get another 20, what was it? 2020? Yeah. 2020 when (laughs) we launched. Yep. (laughs) As long as we don't get another 2020, like, you know, you should be good, but, uh, let them know where they can follow you and check out your stuff. Uh, Instagram's elemental underscore covers. Everything else is just elemental covers. Mm -hmm. Um, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and then if you want to check out our website, it's elemental hyphen covers.com. Uh, there you go go and check it out uh, i'm serious they, they they do nothing like i've seen like the pictures and videos nothing but quality products over there and they continue now they have a little bit less expensive they have the elemental light covers uh just in case you know because everyone's budget is differently uh you know if you can't afford the more expensive premium one you know there's also they have an alternative and if you're not into jet skiing you're gonna get into other covers too, so yeah, just you stay want tuned. A sled cover, let us know. Yeah, because you do. Yeah, you do some custom orders too. So yeah, uh, we do custom stuff. Yeah, see, if you guys are looking for something, I actually know somebody who might want to get some stuff from you. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll be chatting with you. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Seriously, like I'm I'm excited to see where you go. Just because just your growth is it, it's weird that stuff like this excites me. Cause I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to see what, where you at like in a year, just because I like to see the growth. I like to see like people chasing dreams. Cause it's, it's awesome. So to me again, thank you for coming on, dude. We're going to have to chat again. Looking forward to chatting with you. And like, I say six months, you're going to be in a whole different level, bro. I hope so. <laughs> Appreciate uh, your time, man. Yeah, no problem. And you guys listening. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys Tú te fuiste la coqueta Dime lo que, dime lo que tú quieres de mi coqueta Sé lo que te gusta es salir y se suelta Cuando vuela reggaeton pa' mi que muñeca Me gusta salir y se suelta